Hey! Hey, everybody! Hey, everybody! What a way to start with a technical glitch era. Oh, what a day. What a day. Are you shocked? Do we not have an intro for this? Like a... We did. We played it. Oh, I didn't hear it. <laughs> anyway, hello, everybody, and welcome to Into the Snowdown Galaxy here on the Galaxy Geeks YouTube channel. I am your host, Sam McKagan. Joining me, as always, he is... The Mark Ellis to my Christian Harloff. He is Luke Studdard. Luke, the reason why I call you the Mark Ellis to my Christian Harloff now, because I had this joke ready last week, but I couldn't do it because of technical errors. It was because Mark Mark Ellis was very much being positive towards Grace Hancock, while Christian was not, and that was the entire thing we had at the beginning of the season. So you are now Mark Ellis, and I am Christian Harloff. There we go. Chill. Chill. Breathe. Breathe. Uh, I'm sorry, my nose is a little stuffy. Fall is f- truly here now in the south. The fall weather is getting existing. And yeah, that's that's what happened. So if no one caught up with what we did this weekend, you missed out on a two-part DC Fandom live stream reaction. Because part one was taken down because of copyright instances. What we didn't realize, or what Luke didn't realize, I'm going to specify Luke, um, was that you really needed to be a partner with the Warner Brothers at DC Fandom to truly stream everything. We are not that, so we got taken down. But don't worry, we were able to come back with a part two and do the Batman trailer reaction. And then we did reactions after that. Yeah, you did them with Audrey, which had you describing a lot. Look, this wait, is wait, wait, this wait, is wait. The... Brian, was it we were disaster or DC fandom was a disaster? Because I, I feel like that was saying... both. Can I feel like he's specifically saying DC fandom was a disaster, which again, I can understand people's thoughts on that. I disagree. I feel like a lot of people, and I think this was the expectation. I feel like a lot of people were mainly hoping and expecting just full on DC movie stuff. However, DC fandom was very much like, no, we got to celebrate all of DC comics, whereas the TV shows, the comics, the mantras, and all of that. I think a lot of people were just expecting to get movie information, which again, we got a lot of movie information, but I think people were just hoping that would have been the focus. That's just my take on what people were expecting from DC fandom. We also got video game news. We got a story reveal trailer for Suicide Squad. Kill the Justice League and for Gotham Knights. I know we, I slowly made this, started out talking about DC fandom. Was not expecting that. <laughs> I was expecting us to go straight into Smodown, but no, we're talking about other stuff. So, Luke, how was your weekend oh, other than oh, that? Oh, cool. Hey, Ryan, Ryan nice to meet, see hey you guys. on here. Oh, I just called <laughs> hey, it. New in. guy, new fan, new fan. Yeah, hey, Ryan. So, <laughs> what, how was your weekend? Besides all the DC uh, fandom stuff that you had it was, to do. It was honestly really good. Um, yesterday, if y'all have not seen it yet, I was on Euroshmo. It was me and Ben. So I got to have a full-on conversation with Ben. That was really good. We went an hour and a half, and it was more discussion-based. Yeah, we have, to, show. we have to be less than an hour and a half because Spin from the Real is next, and then after that is POV. So Yes, and we saying gotta, that, if y'all would... Go after our show. Go over to Spin from the Rail. Tell them that the Galaxy Geek sent y'all. Because that that is always the funnest thing. And then after that, after Spin from the Rail, go to POV. Tell them, shout, 
shout us out there at POV because I mean we're probably going to be best. watching it there. Oh, I know. Lo- I mean, love the POV shout out. I mean, 100%. POV is amazing, and it's been from the real. We have the best community of Schmodown fans yeah. in general. They are the best. I, we are, I love them. Today, it has become, like, if there's an ESPN of the Schmodown, I feel like we have multiple different shows talking about one sport. I feel like that's where we are at now. We are the ESPN, and I'm not saying we are exclusively, but, like, Euro Schmo, Spin from the Wheel, POV, Us, Call to Action, um, Schmodown Backstage, Schmodown Rundown. Like, that's the ESPN shows. And, yeah, and Schmodown is like football, basketball, baseball. Sorry for sweaty armpits. Been a long day today. But anyway, since we're here to talk about Schmodown, let's get right into it, shall we? Oh, oh, only second. Oh, man, not first. Oh, I see how it is. Look, I'm fine with being a second. As long as we're not at the bottom, I'm fine with that. Yep, yep, I'm good with that too. <laughs> I, I mean, POV is probably his favorite at the top. So if we're right behind POV, I'm cool with that. Yep, yep, yep. We we get it, we get it. See, there you go. We're number two, so that's great. Anyway, we're here to talk about Schmodown. We don't have Rookie of the Week because we finished Rookie of the Week after we talked, Finally. About, talked about Brother Lomas, which, Brother Lomas, you're trying to hide the dossier from me. I will get that dossier. Hashtag dossier revealed. Ooh, you guys, uh, internet's crash doing pretty bad today. As I was doing, am I good now? Yeah, I can hear you fine now. You're uh, okay. You were kinda... As I was doing this big analog thing, saying how I was going to reveal all of the rage of secrets, Lomas's secrets. The dossier will be revealed. I promise you that. Investigative journalist Eli McKay right here. All the news. Anyway, we're going to go straight to player of the week or manager of the week. <laughs> yes. I have manager of the week. And yeah, speaking of Koi. Koi Wi-Fi. Speaking of Koi, manager of the week is my friend. Is. Koi Jandro. <laughs> I can't lo- see the photo. Love the Is it Ooh. Sorry, everyone. We've had this happens every once in a while. There'll be technical di- difficulties. We we really apologize for that. Um hey Leah, sorry about that. We apologize for that. For some reason, our our it's not showing on screen or anything else. Huh, that's weird. Honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if Brother Lomas didn't did hack the screen. Can y'all hear us okay? Hello. Are we There we go? Can you hear me okay, buddy? Yes. Are we good now? Are the technical difficulties hopefully out of the way? I hope so. Because wow, it's been a day. Man, what a way to start the show. Can you see Koi? I can't see Koi, but I'll assume he's there. Look, I started talking bad about Brother Lomas, and he's trying to take us down. That, that's what happened. That's exactly what happened. All right, let's just have a conversation. We'll, we'll talk yeah, about look, it. Corey's our manager of the week. In my opinion, this week, when you looked at all the matches, you had um, Roxy with Alex, which Alex was dominating a majority of the match. Um, 
Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, Dan versus Lon had Kaiser really didn't do much. I I mean, I don't like to say that, but it's true. When you really look back at that match, it was really mainly just, hey, Dan's trying to pep himself back up. Kaiser not doing much. Press room with press room with that match was very much Koi making sure that the press room understood like, hey, you guys are good. Just got to relax. You got this. You got this. And I and I think that's very much why Corey showed off, why he was the manager of the week this week, in my opinion. What were your thoughts? Uh, so I thought that he did incredible this week. I've got to ask you this question. Do you think press room would do as well as they have been without Koi? I don't think so. Because if you notice a lot during round two, like it seemed like they were going back and forth, like, oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And I think that since Koi was in their corner, it just helped them. Yeah. I And I think as you're watching, I mean, what, what do you think of Press Room as a whole? I think Press Room's a really great team. <clears throat> um, excuse me. It's going to be very hard to determine who they're going to win, who they're going to go up against, if they're going to win against either Danger Zone or the Untouchables, because both of those teams are like killer teams. So we'll see. Yeah. I see Koi now. Yes, thank goodness. That's all. Spidey I'm cat. Spidey yeah. Cat. Spidey cat. Does exactly. Spider cat. cat does. Spidey cat's in the room in their corner, and I think honestly, like, I mean, we can go ahead and talk about press room versus um, Odegaard if you want to. No, let's go ahead and just do how our show normally works. Because okay. next is player of player the week. Who's that player of the week is? Our player of the week is of course Dan Merle. Looking at both people, it could have been either been Alex or Dan. And I think out of Alex and Dan, I feel like Dan had the most to fight with. Yeah. Hi Koi. Hi, Hi Koi. Um Koi, can Koi I, just top, pop into our show one day? That'd be cool. Oh man, if Koi would suddenly pop up in our show, I would be like, what is happening? But yeah, I feel like Dan really proved that it doesn't matter how much of a deficit he is in, he can come back and get a win. First player to go 20 wins. Exactly. And I don't remember who it was, but someone posted in the face fan Facebook group all of his wins. All of the people he beat. Honestly, that's incredible. Just he... Yeah. Uh, and Dan get Here's the thing. Dan's the only player I've ever seen that just gets better. Every yeah. single season. The only problem with this match was there were a lot of times when he dropped the ball. Yeah, Ryan, I agree on this. Um, since you're new, um, just so you know, we're we what normally happens how we no, normally do the show is we'll do go through each of the players of the week. We used to do rookie of the week, but we're our rookies, and we do recaps. Before I wanted to ask you before recaps, do you want to have a conversation a major conversation? That that's why I main this this show the way I did. I mean, we can have that conversation now before recaps. Okay. All right, we'll do that. We'll go ahead and have that uh, now because I mean, first off, Dan did incredible. Dan's yeah. an amazing player, and I can't. But again, like match. he dropped the ball a few times, so we had to really fight to get back. Oh yeah. So in saying that, all right, here's the conversation I wanted to have with everyone. This is why I named this show the way I did. How many matches during the week is too many matches? That is a very good question. 
this week and the week prior to last week, we got five matches. And for someone who does a lot of reactions like myself for the matches, that is a lot. That is a lot I have to keep up with. And I know a lot of people can say, well, you don't have to react to everything. I'm like, I know, but I want to. But just in general, that is a lot of matches to keep up with. Five is a lot. We got four matches a week last week. Um, No, we got last year. We got four matches a week. And now we're at. Oh, and Ryan, you're good. You're absolutely good. Yeah, no no problem, Ryan. No problem. But yeah, like five matches is a lot. Three matches, I feel like, is a good number. Like, is a good even number to get do like the the final half of the week is just um, showdown. Yeah. And like, I wouldn't mind if the pay per views were on Saturday. I yeah, feel like I think I'd be okay with Saturday pay per views. I wouldn't mind five matches a week if the pay-per-view that has the other two matches was on a Saturday instead of a Friday, basically forcing someone to watch three matches in one day. I'm like, that's a lot. That is too much for one day. Yeah, I would say, I think I'm okay if you did two matches a week and a pay-per-view maybe once every other week Mm -hmm. or once a month where you had always had a single match every week and then you switch between a Star Wars or an Inner Geekum on on earlier in the week, and then you have yeah. a the championship and big matches. Well, I remember a long time ago they used to have it be Monday was a match, Wednesday was a match, and Friday was a match, and then they moved it to like Tuesdays or Mondays. No, it was Mondays was a single. Tuesday was either a Geek or a Teams, and Wednesday was another singles match that was one at one period like there are so many like different ways they did three matches a week but now i feel like again just having five three matches in one day is a lot yeah let me ask the the chat uh first off if y'all would please like this video because uh the more likes we get the better it does and honestly thank y'all so much for joining our crazy show and taking up with our technical difficulties at the beginning how many matches do y'all think is a good amount of matches during the week? Because Brian uh, knows mom's right. Last week, last year there was four matches a week. Was that too many? Was that a good amount? Where do y'all feel? Because honestly, I think, I think the Schmodown's in a weird place right now because I think five, I mean this, but in saying that last week was three matches. Mm-hmm. It. Do you think three matches can work if there's buildup? Because I didn't feel I think, like there was any buildup last week. I think it can. I was fine with all the matches last week. Yeah, they were fun matches, but there was no like hype behind them. I'm fine with honestly. I would take three matches with no hype, then five matches, and the last two have all the hype in the world, basically forcing me to watch them. So what about this week? Do you feel like that? I I don't feel like that this week because there's some massive matches this week. Exactly. All right. So we are saying next year they're going two matches a week. Oh yeah, and we know that we we've known you and I have known that. And I don't know. I again, I feel like three is a good number, as long as you like. I feel like three is good if you space them out. One on Monday, one on Wednesday, one on Friday. Give people a break in between. 
Well, I think a lot of it is also due to the fact that there is no storylines this year, so there's no hype mm-hmm. behind these matches. It's like, just another match. Well, like, that's the thing. The pay-per-view that's happening this weekend, two very big matches, both of them big stories behind them. One's a title match, and the other one is just Rick Rager versus Frankie Alvarez, a match that they've both wanted. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, that's going to be great. I'm basically forced to watch them because of all the hype. When it's yeah. a week, like last week, no hype. I didn't have to watch all those matches. I honestly didn't. Like, they were tournament matches, sure, but I would have been informed whenever a new bracket would come up. Like, oh, that person won? Cool. But shouldn't you want to to watch every match, though? Yeah, Ryan's saying at three matches a week. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. I mean, you should want to watch all the matches, but then there are times when you just you just need to take a break. I think, again, having it be Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, like right back to back, I feel like that's a lot. Again, I feel hmm. like the... Patreon match should be IG or Star Wars, and the other two days be singles and teams. I can see it. I can see that. I can see that. I Let me ask you this in a weird... This is a weird question to go off of, and probably after this question, we'll dive into our recap. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think the Patreon is worth it if there's only two matches a week? Because we're going to be paying no matter what. I mean, we'll yeah. we'll be paying no matter what. I I, I love the showdown. I love. See, all I this. don't want to. I don't want to say no because I don't want people of the showdown, like the higher ups, to get mad at me. No, I no, don't this is say, just a conversation. No, page, I know, but like, if it's just two matches a week and then one live event a month, I, we don't know how many pay-per-views a month. Yeah. Like the Smowdown, Throwdown, Battlefield, and Versus, or at least I don't. They might have announced that a long time ago, and my brain just didn't remember. But like, if you look at it all, the Patreon, or at least, okay, if it's two matches a week, Patreon should exclusively just be the pay-per-views. Yeah. Like, don't have a Patreon or an early Patreon match if it's just two matches a week. Have it be, ah, oh, here are your two matches, and the Patreon match of the week is the pay-per-view. Well, you need all right, let me ask you this. And I love and honestly, I love like the mat we just got done doing a reaction for the Laura Kelly versus uh Gold Leader match. Mm-hmm. But the problem, and this is a weird qu- weird issue I've seen for some people, we can't talk about it. Mm-mm. I mean, we're stuck on Wednesday. We could we could talk about it, but we'd have to ask people, hey, have you seen the match on Monday? And if they say yeah, we can talk about it. If they haven't, we can be like, oh, man, we right. got to wait. No, because then someone could watch the recap and or rewatch this later on and we could be spoiling the match for him. And mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. It just got released. I mean, that's why whenever we get to our predictions for that match, we're not going to give our predictions because we don't want to like show well, we our give, hand. Well, we can give a prediction, but we can't really, we're not going to fully share. I mean, we already gave our predictions in that, um, in that reaction. So, a part of me feels like if we do the prediction today, it'll be one of those, oh, we're sort of showing our hand on who won. With how, like, our micro faces, like, if you watch Lie to Me, like, the little microbes of what our face looks like. 
Okay, here's here's a good question. How are you feeling about the spoilers in the Facebook after a live event? I actually am. Um. Okay. If spoilers you have a bit, after. If you okay, have a wait, big pay-per-view like a type of match, I would limit matches to one and build the hype towards that match, not the other matches going on in that week. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, that I could see maybe. It. Yeah, I actually would agree with that. Um, and it kind of goes with what Ryan said on the Facebook li- after a live event. Um, you want to make your pay-per-view massive. You want to make it in. You want a lot of hype around it. I think. I don't know. It, it's a hard question to have. I. F- I feel like for live events, like with the New York live event, it's going to be impossible to not have spoilers. It is legit going to be impossible because the people who are there are going to want to tweet out about it. Yeah, I I think, honestly, here's how I would do it. Twitter is a no man's land. Facebook, wait till the next day. Mm -hmm. And that's the rule. That is the in general rule. Yeah, and that's I. I want to. The thing is, people want to talk about it on the Facebook group, mm-hmm. and I get it. I really do. I, it's hard. It's a hard decision because I mean, here's the thing: Do people who are watching a huge sports match are they gonna? And they had tickets for it, and no one else did. Are they gonna keep it a hidden thing? No. Like if I went to WrestleMania, and I watched. Roman Reigns versus um, Seth Rollins. And Seth Rollins beat Roman Reigns for the Universal title. And I was there in attendance. I'm going to start talking about it immediately, being like, oh my goodness, Seth Rollins beat Roman Reigns for the title. I'm going to talk about it. It's going to be one of those things where when Marisol played Chance and Marisol beat Chance, the people there are going to flat out be like, it was great seeing Marisol defend the belt against Chance. So that's one of those. It's it's gonna happen. Live events is one of those. It's it's that that's something you can't prevent. Yeah. So in saying that, let's go ahead and I mean we've kind of had this conversation move forward towards it. Let's go ahead and well, talk about. There's one more thing. Okay. Okay. There's one more thing because also I'm gonna bring FCL involved in this because next year mm. two matches a week. I mean, with how Christian has been saying it. He's made it seem like half this entire roster is going to be completely shaken up with the people, with some people maybe being forced to go to FCL and maybe vice versa with some people who can, who is an FCL may go to the main showdown. And with that, I think that if more people go to the FCL and the FCL gets a bigger roster, the FCL may have to do more, more matches because right now they do they do two a week and that's on one show. What I could see them doing is, and this is my brain working, Tuesdays, two matches FCL on Twitch. Wednesday, one Schmodown match. Thursday, two FCL matches, sort of like how they've been doing Twitch. Friday, the last Schmodown match, and that, and that's the schedule. That way you can have. One, two, three, four, five, eight players on FCL showcase and four Schmodown players showcase. That's just my opinion. I think that would be great help, at least for the FCL, if their roster gets doubled next season it, with that entire roster shakeup. It's just, again, my opinion alone. Well, I think one thing. Let me ask the, the chat. Do y'all watch the FCL? 
I, I am very curious because I think the FCL is in a weird spot because they want the FCL to get bigger, and I think it will next year with the shakeup of everything going on. But I, I, I'm struggling trying to find time for the FCL, and maybe with the shakeup with Schmodown next year, I might. The shakeup is going to force a lot of people to watch FCL. Yeah, and that's a good thing. That's a really good thing. Mm-hmm. Because right. a lot of right. players... If people are serious about no spoilers, stay off social media and watch when it comes out. Always will be spoilers. Yeah. That is I mean, true. I mean, that's I mean that's why I think people... I think the issue is... I watch it sometimes, but I, I, but I wait until it gets uploaded to YouTube. Yeah, that's normally if I'm going to watch the FCL. It normally happens a lot, too. Mm-hmm. I wait till the, till it gets on YouTube. I don't like the... I watch a lot of Schmodown on my phone. I hate um the twitch app i just do i don't like it um, whereas i watch a lot of schmodown on my laptop because i have to set it up react. for a reaction <laughs> but in saying that though i i think fcl could really grow next year and i hope it does really well so I, it's that, definitely gonna grow oh yeah um uh, and in, when it comes to spoilers though i think people just need to learn how to get off their phone oh and yes cinefanatic civil war tomorrow oh that is oh yeah good match. Ooh, that's gonna be a good match I'm going to go ahead and promote that. I don't have a dog in this fight. Robert Adams versus Chris Adams. Civil War tomorrow. Also, they made it seem like we're going to get a late to the party Civil War as well. So, oh, I can't wait to that one. FCL, just creating so many Civil Wars. Know what we should call it? FCL Civil War. That's the movie. <laughs> Branding. All right, let's move on to our recap. And our first recap is Alex Damon versus Molly Damon. What do you think of this match? I was sad. I bet you were. I I wanted Molly Damon to win so bad. Ooh, Leo's got Robert a- Adams tomorrow. Ooh, interesting. Interesting. Here's the thing. These Civil Wars are actually making the FCL more appealing. I mean, this is a Civil War right here. Wait, that, uh-huh. right, right there. That's a Civil War. And you were so sad. So, yeah, so sad. I wanted Molly to win, but Alex winning, I mean, it's not a shock. That Alex won, he was in the lead a majority of the match. But I mean, if you're on POV, you want Molly to win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree, Brian. I, I, we didn't. Well, they kind of. Oh, uh, I watch uh, FCL, but it seems like they are like the WWE same competitors playing each other. Yeah, that's true. That is true. A lot. Of, okay. It's because their roster is so small still. Oh, is it? I didn't realize it's, how small it was. It is so small. Well, that changes next year. I mean, because mm-hmm. you're going to get a lot of Schmodown competitors like, moving up. You can go to the Schmodown wiki and see how small their roster is. See, I, I hadn't done that yet, so I might have to. I have. <laughs> so, in saying that, yeah, you were sad about this. I, I mean, I kind of, I wanted Molly to win, but I kind of, I, I picked Damon, Alex, because. You picked with your brain. Yeah, I went with the brain. I went with the brain on this one. My heart went with Molly because Molly is incredible. Incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, Molly's absolutely incredible, and she, she brings such a joy to the Schmodown that honestly, I think more people need to have that kind of joy. And yeah, it's just in life in general. And with this match, we're getting another Damon versus Demolanta match. Alex Damon versus a different Demolanta. Oh yeah, uh, where does Molly go uh, from here now that she's one and four in Star Wars division? She's honestly, sticking with the Schmodown Star Wars division. I yeah, know honestly, FCL has one, but she's sticking with the Schmodown because Alex is in the Schmodown. Yes, and also too, Molly is still incredible. 
Ooh, Molly for the Mercs. Ooh. Oh, yes. I want that now. I want that now. That would be incredible. Molly would be incredible with the work. But then, the Mercs. well, but then the Mercs have to drop Demolanta. Yeah, that's a. Remember, that's only a five person faction next year. Ugh. But no, I I think Molly is sticking around. Molly, yes, her when it comes to Star Wars. I mean, we made the argument a long time ago about Adam Witt and how he's 0-4. But I think I think even I have come to realize that Star Wars is different from singles. If you're yeah, 0 and yeah. 4 in singles, then you really need an adjustment. If you're an 0 and 4 in Star Wars, that means you've legit tried your hardest and you and the answer questions are so deep that you have had to like scrounge for them so i didn't know she had a uh, feud with koi oh yeah watch pov you'll see it i I watch i I guess i've just missed it i've really started (laughs) to really get into pov more and more um Mm -hmm. but molly i think she Here's the thing too. Here's here's the difference between the schmodown than other sports and other things. It matters a lot on character, and Molly mm-hmm. brings a lot of character to the schmodown. And that's why people like Adam Witt, Eric Whiteley, Joseph Scrimshaw, they're gonna be staying in the schmodown, even though they don't have great records. They just bring something to it. So mm-hmm. let's move on to the next match. This is an interesting one. Fresh room versus old guard. My heart broke. Uh, it. I'm well, afraid after I, this match, Riley's done. I, I don't. Riley's retiring. I don't know. I want Riley to keep on going, but at the same time, I don't know how Riley can keep on going. Yeah. Um, now, it, I will say, no. though this is a loss, his last singles match was a victory. I don't know what that yeah. means. Yeah. Oh wow! I didn't even catch that. The den only has Thomas Harper. Yeah, that's it. The den Ooh. only has Thomas. I could see Alonzo going to the FCL next year. I could, I could see. Huh? That depends, though. See, look. Sorry, I had to take my sip of tea. But um, whenever you look at Alonzo, because he's an OG Smowdown player, I don't know if Christian's gonna want to let him go. Late to the far- parties in FCL. I know, but they weren't OG Smodan players. Yeah, and also, when know. you look at it, like, I look at it as this, and this is nothing against late to the party. This is literally nothing against them. Alonzo and Christian know each other personally. I I don't know if late to the party knows Christian personally. Yeah, and yeah, I, I, th- I think they do. Um, here's, here's the issue for Alonzo, and this is what I think Christian is looking towards next season. He has got. He's focused, I think, more next season on character. Mm. And Alonzo does not bring any character to the Schmodown. But well, they can work on that in FCL. Well, I got a question. Does Perry bring character? Does Josh yeah. bring character? Yeah, I do. Wait, I actually do. Do they bring character, or does Koi bring character? Koi brings character out of them. I think Josh actually does, and Perry does too. Because they are both very influential in the space. Alonzo mm-hmm. is not in front of people like those two are. And they bring eyes to the showdown. And this is a product, not just a sport. Mm-hmm. And so they have... So that's why that's why the showdown grew as much as it did. 
it's because they bring these people that have eyes on them. And I just Josh don't, brings eyes. I just don't see Alonzo being like a warfather. And I bring up Warfather specifically because Warfather was brought up. He wasn't brought up last year, but he was a major force last year. He was one of the Burning Droogs major players last year. In, in, in character, but not in trivia. And that's but the even difference. then, like but even then, he was one of their main like pieces in the Schmodown. They treated him like a major piece last year in the Schmodown. And now he's an FCL. He's only had one match in FCL. But he didn't bring the trivia. He brought character, but no trivia. You have to have both. I know, but again, I'm both, just again, I'm just stating that Alonzo, I do not see them treating Alonzo like the Warfather. I I think if he goes to FCL, he's gonna get a lot of matches. I think Alonzo will play a oh, lot. I could see Alonzo winning the belt in FCL. Yeah. Uh, Nothing against uh, the people say, in FCL. In saying that, though, you don't know who might be going to the FCO next year. Exactly. That's the big, that's the wide open, that's the Old West right now. FCL next year might be incredible. Oh, yeah. Reunite Paddington, too. Mm -hmm. Also, something Ryan said, Riley versus Roken in a retirement match at Spectacular where both retire. I'm kind of calling that. I think that might happen. I mean, you've been saying that for a while. The only other person... You said two matches. You said Riley versus Roka, and you said Snyder versus Roka. And I don't think Snyder's going to happen. Riley versus yeah. Roka is more likely. But Roka really wants Merle. Yeah. And the only way he's yeah. getting Merle is if Merle loses in the tournament. Well, and saying that, let's move on to the next match because we really Speaking don't have, of have as much time. Mm-hmm. Dan Merle versus Lon Harris, the most controversial match this past week. Is it the most controversial? What was the controversy yes. behind it? Yeah. Uh, first off, Nate Groka's retirement match, a force match. Why couldn't Lon gone multiple choice the outcome? So would have been different. That's the controversy. Mm-hmm. That's what everyone's like. Lon, what were you thinking? Okay. So. I need to I need to bring up my reaction. I really do. I need to bring it up because if you watch my reaction, it was my favorite reaction I will ever do because if I was I was I answer both questions from both competitors. If I was in Dan's shoes, I would have lost the match. However, if I was in Lon's shoes, cuz I went perfect in round 1, didn't get the bonus because I said Steve Buscemi instead of Alfred Molina. The Batman category, I swept it. I got every single you're, one of them. You're an inner geekdom guy. I can't help it. But then I did the math. In my reaction, I would have beaten Dan and I would have advanced in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Well, what is this honest, madness? First off, uh, Brian, this felt like Brendan versus Colin from last year. Yes. Also, what was Lon thinking? Long, all right, this is where I think Lon's thoughts were. Well, he said that even if he would have gone to multiple choice, he wouldn't have gotten it. Hence yeah. why he didn't go to multiple choice. No, it... Here's... Honestly, this is what was going through his head. Lon did not want to give Dan the multiple choice. Mm-hmm. He knew it was tight, and he thought if he lost... And most people would have gone to multiple choice, and I think Lon should have. But in that moment... Lon was thinking, if I go to multiple choice, 
Dan I, and I still miss it, then Dan's going to get the point. And But if I go to a two-pointer, I don't think Dan has this. I don't think Dan can get it. And so I think that's where his mind was. Well, even if you look at Dan's reaction, he knew the answer before. He knew it the moment the question was said. And sadly, these are the types of things Lon does. That's why Lon is so hard to defend. Mm-hmm. And, and I that's love why Lon. he's so hit and miss. Yeah, like, Lon, you don't know. You don't know what Lon you're going to get. Lon can be the best player in the league, and then he does some of the weirdest stuff. By the way, I hope no one shows this to Dan Merle of me saying that if I was in Lon's shoes, I would have beaten him. No one tell Dan Merle that. Please, <laughs> do not. I know this is going to be Ooh. out there in the sphere. But Ugh. still, don't tell him that. But yeah, Lon ending three year. and five. Have I told you how much I love doing these live versus how we <laughs> used to do them? <laughs> Great. Yeah, because now I can't edit that out. Well, I can in the podcast version, but still. No, I just love the fact that we have great chat, great people in the yeah. chat who give us information because yeah. we don't know he's half ending, the stuff. He's ending three and five, which honestly, honestly, is a pretty darn good record to end it. Sure, it's not in the positive, but still, it's better than ending 0-4 for the season. Brian, I do too. I do too. See, I think Janine is going to come out with the win in that one. Ooh. We'll, we'll, we'll look, I'm, that I, later. Look, I want Janine versus Marisol. That's what I want. I I could see you wanting that. I get it. And look, this isn't me being a anti-corruption person. You know as well as anyone, I would be picking Mike over the entire roster. But I just want Janine versus Marisol, too. Yeah, I mean, I, what a full circle would it be, too? It's like... Uh, let, me, let me ask you this. Do you think Lon needs to switch factions? I don't think that's going to help. I I actually think it would. I think if I Lon had a Roxy, I think Roxy and Lon would make a great team. I don't think it's going to help. I think Lon's going to be Lon. Lon's Lon, but Lon needs someone serious in his corner. And that's not really... Oh, reunite the Harris Bros. I mean, Jonathan is Jonathan's on swag. I just kind of get this feeling that that Lon needs someone who, character work wise, needs someone serious. Maybe. And Roxy's gonna do that. Roxy's gonna, and they have a good connection. They have a good working relationship because they used to work at Swing uh, Swing uh, Junkies. Swing Junkies. That's what it is. Swing Junkies. No, nope, you junkies. don't. You don't want to. You don't want to know what a Swing Junkie is. We're just talking about Screen Junkies. Anyway, <laughs> do you have Ooh, anything else on okay. this? That, I don't oh. know. See, mm. Bryant, that's good in theory, but with how Ben has—I don't want to say how he's treated the game, but just Ben's in, been back and back and yeah. forth. Ben has really been. Ben's been busy. He's been really getting involved with other stuff with the Schmodown. Really doing a lot with SEN Live. Mm-hmm. I just have not seen a lot, and he's on backstage each week doing stuff, and he's doing great on it. It's just. His career has just not been that great. Mm-hmm. And, he had a and, hot rookie year. 
And well, and it's also too. I I just have a weird taste in my mouth with Ben due to the fact of two tournaments in a row, or two years in a row. He didn't fight for himself tournament. to get put in the tournament twice. Or and that just he said looks bad. no, I don't want. Or he said no, I think we should have other people play. No, put yourself in the dadgum tournament. Anyway, we've yeah. gone on that spiel so many times. I know, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's our biggest argument. <laughs> Man, look, we it's not that we don't want Ben to succeed. You and I both want him to succeed. We just think that he should do stuff. Anyway, All right. now that we've done the recap portion of our show, it is time for predictions. I'm um, pulling it, pulling it up now. And everyone in the chat, when we pull up, when we do predictions, you do predictions with us. Because that's always fun. I love hearing y'all's uh, y'all's thoughts on who the predictions are. A hundred percent. So first up, we have Laura Kelly versus Go Leader. We already did a reaction. We already did our predictions. We'll restate them because it makes sense. Just so everyone knows. Yeah, I picked Laura Kelly. He picked. I pick gold leader. There you go. That what was all... your reasoning for Laura Kelly? Let, let's at least I mean, reasoning. Honestly, the, my reasoning is because she's the veteran. She's veteran. Gone, she's gone against some of the, if not the best players in the Schmodown in the Star Wars division. She knows what it takes to get to the belt, and I just think she knows what it takes to get there again. I went with gold leader because of the interviews we've had with him. Everything he's done, just the fact he went through the tournament, the last tournament he was in, Gold Leader to me is incredible. And I want to see that match again with Gold Leader versus Thomas Harper. I think those two are just destined to keep playing each other back and forth, back and forth. Um, Brian Nussbaum has Laura Kelly. See? See, Laura. Yeah, I just I have a good feeling with gold gold leader. I just have. Look, if if we get gold leader versus Thomas Harper for the title, that's truly revenge of the Sith. But with Laura though, Laura's playing great. I mean, yeah, I, we could see I, either one win. Yeah, a hundred percent. Now moving on to the next match coming out Ooh. on Thursday. Oh, check Oh, check who's in, in hey, the house right now. Emmanuel Moses, welcome to the Galaxy Geeks chat. So great to see you. Hey, Danger how's Zone Amaru doing? How's Amaru doing? Danger Zone, yeah, that's a good pick. But anyway, um, Danger Zone versus the Untouchables. Who are you picking? Okay, this one is a harder one. I've got... It all depends on Drew McQueenie. Paige mm-hmm. Fabretti is doing incredible right now. I mean, she already beat Ben. But Drew McQueen has had a weird year. But, but Ben has had a weird year. Mm-hmm. I am going to have to go with Danger Zone, though. I just right. I have a good feeling about them. Also, um, uh, as good as well as it can be. And yeah. Drew, Drew is a former champ. Yeah, that's true. Look, I think I have no idea of this Friday's results. Oh, man. I'm Ooh. I'm so excited for this Friday. And Paige, Paige will go, go two for two. Look, honestly, again, I think Brian said it best. Drew is a former team champ. Sure, um, Dan is also a former team champ. We can't forget about that. 
But times. no, he's a five-time singles champ. And twice teams. Okay, whatever. Um, but I feel like Drew works best when he's in a team. That's when we really see him shine. And I feel like Paige is a good counterweight to because look, whenever we see Drew go for the final question, like the five pointer, that's when he struggles. That's when he's like trying to find the answer, but he doesn't get it. Because this is a collaborative, because the five pointer is collaborative and Paige is like on another level right now as far as a rookie goes, I feel like she can be the one to be like, no, Drew, no, Drew, come, come on. This is where it is. This is where it is. And so I have to pick the I'm I'm going with the untouchables. I wow. feel like this is where the danger zone season ends. And this is where wow. we see I see this match as the one that goes danger zone did not work the way everyone thought it was going to work. Wow. I, I I'm actually shocked. I, I, I was not no. expecting you to go untouchables. No, I'm again like the entire time I was thinking about this, I was like, I feel like Danger Zone, this is going to be the match to prove either Danger Zone was a good choice or if they were, um, exactly. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. They lost the Lightning Time. Where, so, why is Lightning Time not in the tournament? Because they're playing for the titles. As you can Wait, see at yeah. the very bottom, Shazam Whoa. versus Lightning Time. Wow. October. I... <laughs> yeah. It's been the... a day. It's been a day, okay? But anyway, I think this match is going to prove whether the idea of the end of danger zone was right. And I feel like the untouchables is going to prove that the danger zone should not have been a thing. Kidding. I feel like Dan could have had a again right there. See, he gets it anyway. Up next, it is David Del Rio versus James white in the singles tournament. I'll go first because you went first in the last one, though. I picked the dungeon to lose in the last match. I am picking David Del Rio to beat James White in this match. Look, you know my history with James White. Just like behind, you know how I feel about James White. And you know my behind the scenes reason, reasoning. Oh, I like, yeah, yeah, come yeah. back player. Yeah, exactly. Del Rio from Emmanuel. But like, Luke, you know my behind-the-scenes reasoning for why I'm not a big fan of James White. Like, you know all of that. And I continue to stand by that. I see David Del Rio picking up the victory, not only because of the behind-the-scenes stuff, but also because David has truly, like, proved himself this year. He has made everyone go, oh, he's not he's not just a one- or two-season person. He can play. And yes. I really see David picking up the win. Here's my, my reasoning. I've got to go with David Del Rio as well. The story behind David Del Rio is so incredible because it's mm -hmm. like we got rid of him and then he comes back and he beats, like Emmanuel says, I'm impressed against, he impressed against Liz. He did, oh, me too. James versus Vibs too. I think, here. here's my reasoning with James also. I think James needs to be leaning into a heel. I think mm -hmm. he does. I think... If they were to, because I don't think they fully know yet how to handle James's character. I think James needs to be lean into. Heel. I hate his nickname. I hate it so much. The what jet. Is it again? It's the jet. I hate it. <laughs> his nickname in the online trivia leagues was the Gator. Tell me, you couldn't think of a a heel character for the Gator? Well, 
I, I get why they changed the name. I actually get that. But I played perfect in his last match. Yeah, he did. I don't know. This match is going to be a good match. I, I just, I don't know. I have a good feeling with David. I really like David. Mm. All right. So let's go ahead. We're going to do the undercard match first. Yeah. I mean. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, fair, Brian. Fair. Yeah. I prefer yeah. the spoiler Nick Hurley, but that's just me. Anyway, <laughs> we got to we gotta get through these last two because there's 10 minutes left before the spin from the real show. Anyway, the undercard of the pay-per-view is happening this Friday. The Rage of Rick Raddis versus Frankie Alvarez. Not a tournament match. Finally, a match to determine who will be 3-0. These these two have been wanting this match for a while. Luke, who are you picking in this? Um, how do I describe this match? Uh, I don't want to uh, say inconsequential, but if you think uh, about it, uh, yeah. But once again, these two are. I mean, just... this could be. Excuse me. I'm sorry that I'm coughing. Um, but this could be a match to determine who may be staying in the F, who may be staying in the showdown for next year. Not going to lie to this, too. They have hyped this match up for Rick weeks. Raddus stole Frankie Alvarez's Twitter. I loved it. I love it. I love that so, mm-hmm. so much. But, in, yeah, yeah, Brian's right. Leo's got Frankie. Emmanuel says Frankie. Brian has Frankie. Everybody's got Frankie. I got Rick Raddus. <laughs> yep, yep. Whoever though, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know, know if there'll I... be a lock for Rookie of the Year because Thomas I, I Harper. Don't... We keep on forgetting that Thomas Harper is a rookie. Yeah, Thomas to me is my top rookie at the moment. Mm-hmm. I'm just with his playing and if he defends the belt. But I mean... even then, neither of them are locked for Rookie of the Year for me. Whoever wins, because. You got Thomas Harper. You got Griffey Nooms. You got so many. <laughs> See, Luke? How dare you? This is I the just, only time we'll allow that word. I'm just, honestly, for me, I just have a good feeling around Rick Raddus. He's, he's, I don't know. I just have have a good feeling about him. I'll I know everybody this. else is going Frankie, but he's to me, Rick I'll is, say this. is doing something different. Rick Raddus has been able to prove himself a lot. Frankie has had a lot of mistakes, a lot of slip-ups. And when I say a lot of slip-ups, I mean I'm looking back at that match against Brother Lomas where he said, I am robot instead of I robot. And yet he somehow got the answer right. I'm sorry. That's the biggest travesty. Look, I'm normally never on Brother Lomas' side. That was the biggest tragedy. That wow! Look, I'm still gonna get that. I'm still gonna get the dossier, and I'm still gonna reveal all of Brother Lomas's secrets on how he's secretly a a cult leader. Anyway, (laughs) we already know that. Yeah, a negative cult leader. But anyway, yes, yes, this was this Frankie's beef on Spin from the Real was incredible. Also on POV tonight, Frankie is going to be on POV, so that's gonna be cool as well. I'm picking Frankie. For the simple fact of, I think Rick really doesn't need to prove anything. Frankie is the one that needs to prove something. And I think if Frankie wins, he'll have proven that he can go up against a talker like Rick Raddis. 
who has a large mouth and able to beat them. I think that's what's going to happen. Also, Frankie's probably going to have like Paige and the U.S. crew, the usual suspects crew in his corner to hype him up. So, yeah. So, all right. Here is the biggest, and we don't have long to talk about it. But Nope. We got six minutes. Oh, fun. All right. This is the match. Mike Kalinowski versus Amaru Moses. Who you got and why? Emmanuel, I know you're in the you're in the audience right now, and you're probably gonna tell Amaru um, who I pick, and you're probably gonna hate me forever. But I'm picking Mike Kalinowski to defend the belt for a second time. I love Rue. I've played against Rue. I've played with Rue. I love him so much. I'm sorry. I I I just see Mike winning. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have been in a match against. Again, I think we're going to get Chandru versus Mike 2. That's fine. Dot, look, dot, you're going to you look, I'm I feel like a red <laughs> dot is on my brain right now. I'm ready to get shot. <laughs> All right. I I've got to go with Mike. I sorry to say I, and we've lost it, we gained one viewer. He's here. He's like, "All right, I'm leaving now." I know, right? But both these guys, I mean, yeah, I mean, and they're they're both incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, both of them are incredible. I all right, there here's my my reasoning on it. Mike in his last few matches has been he's locked incredible. In. I, I've never seen Mike more locked. I've never seen Mike more locked. And Amaru, like, let me ask you, his matches that he has played, has there been anyone he has played that's at Mike's level. His last match against Saul was a bad match. Mm-hmm. It was a very bad match for Saul, that is. Um, you can maybe say Moose, maybe, but then again, Moose got knocked out by Saul. Yeah. There's, and then I, before I that if... was Jesse Swift. Yeah. And we love Jesse over here. Mm-hmm. Like, I, we love, I, we love Jess. But I think Jesse is incredible. I, I just this is going to prove who Amaru is, mm-hmm. and if if Amaru wins this match, he could be a lock. Congratulations! I mean, I will, he could be a rock, a, a lock for Rookie of the Year. A hundred percent, because you got to remember, he was the first pick for the usual suspects. Moose and thirty points. Yeah, I mean. I mean Again, it's this whoever wins, I'm gonna be happy. I'm just gonna flat out say that right now. Oh yeah. Like neither win is gonna break my heart. Like if Mike wins, I'm I'm gonna be once again I'll be like, that's who I think's gonna win. But is it bad to say if Amaru wins this match, he really is in conversation for rookie of the year. Uh Uh-huh. And I think if Mike wins, that puts him closer to, in my opinion should be in consideration for player of the year. Oh, yeah. I agree with that statement. Sure, he lost the team's title match. But, but he won s- it this year, too. Yeah. He, or, hold on. He lost the team's title match, but he won the Inner Geekdom title, and if he defends it against Amaru, that's two defenses. If he defends it against Chandru again, that's three. If he defends it against Parker, that's four. Mike could go down as, like, Player of the year and close to goat status. 
And oh, if, yeah. Plus, IG Player of the Year, too. Oh, if, yeah. if somehow, I'm throwing this out there, if somehow Mike is able to win the singles tournament and then win the singles belt, in my opinion, Mike is Player of the Year. <laughs> amazing that that's all i want not true <laughs> <laughs> look this this pay-per-view is gonna be a great pay-per-view it was filmed in the cantina the weekend right after i left <clears throat> no right I'll always remember that hey you're going mm. spectacular yeah going to spectacular just in case no one knew i'm going to spectacular still gotta get the plane tickets in the hotel book anyway that has been our show. We have two minutes left before Spin from the Real. Again, don't forget, when we're done, go over to Spin from the Real. Tell them the Galaxy Geek sent you. Luke, I feel like this was a great show. Anything we're missing that you need to bring up? Um, no. Uh, Mike could be a lock for comeback player of the year and if he wins the singles belt and defends that spectacular. Yeah. 100%. Um, but just once again, if y'all haven't, please like this video. Please subscribe to the channel if you have not already because our channel is growing. Things have been great, actually. It's been incredible. Mm -hmm. We want to... Honestly, we have been gaining a lot through the trailer reactions. We want to gain more people with Schmodown people. Look, the reason why we've been growing so much, it's because of our you guys. It's because of the audience. So thank you so much for everything you've done. Again, hit the like button. Subscribe to the channel. That way you can be kept up to date with all the videos we have here. Also, and check out POV the- at 9 p.m. Yeah, Eastern. 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 And also, don't forget to hit the notification bell. That way you'll be notified whenever we're going live again. It has been a pleasure, Emmanuel. All that being said, that has been Luke. I've been Eli, and I hope you all have a great rest of the day.